Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. So I had asked a little while ago if there was any topic that you wanted me to cover on the podcast and someone said that they didn't think that I had done an episode about planning your week out if you're in your menstrual phase. And if you scroll back several episodes, like maybe back in the fall even, um, I did sort of these like weekly episodes about planning your week out depending on which phase you were in. And I went back and looked because I thought, well, maybe I didn't do a menstrual phase, but I did do a menstrual phase. I did a follicular phase. I did an ovulatory phase, but for some reason I never did the luteal phase planning. So if you haven't yet listened to those episodes, make sure you do go back and check them out because they're jam-packed full of really awesome information about how to plan your week out in alignment with where you're at in your cycle. So if you happen to be heading into your luteal phase this week, then you're in luck. So at the time of recording, it is a Sunday morning and I am in my luteal phase. So let's dive in and talk about what that means and how I plan out my week. Okay, so what does it mean if you are in your luteal phase? What I mean by this is we go through four phases every month as women with a cycle. So we all know about our menstrual phases when we're bleeding. Once our bleed has stopped, we enter into the follicular phase, which lasts anywhere from about seven to 10 days long. And then we head into our ovulatory phase. This is very short, say like three to five days long, depending on women. And then we head into our luteal phase, which is about 10 to 14 days. And that takes us right up till our bleed. So if you are kind of like two, one to two weeks away from your menstrual phase beginning, so from getting your period, you are likely in your luteal phase. And that's where I am exactly right now. And it's interesting that I didn't record this episode back when I recorded the other three because the luteal phase is actually one of my favorite phases. I love that transition from sort of high energy of the ovulatory phase into sort of the more like grounding, calmer energy of the luteal phase. I love the foods that we should be consuming when we're in luteal. I love the workouts that we should be doing when in luteal. And I really just love the way I feel for the most part. There is also times where I don't feel all that great. I feel very triggered. I feel irritable. But now that I know that it's just a direct reflection of where I'm at in my cycle, I can offer myself a lot of forgiveness, but also have just that awareness of like, okay, this is why I'm feeling this way. It's temporary and I can manage that and I can even plan for that. So let's talk about it. I love the luteal phase, like I said, because when we're in the higher energy phases of our cycle, so the follicular and ovulatory, those are the two phases that happen after your bleed has ended. You go into follicular and then into ovulatory. Those are our high energy phases. We tend to feel the best. We have like loads of energy. We're optimistic. We're confident. Things really just feel kind of easy in our life. Our hormone levels are high. Like we just feel really, really good. And that's also when our masculine energy is most dominant. We're really in that doing type of energy. 
And then what happens after we ovulate, we head into the luteal phase and then into menstrual phase. And those two phases are, are considered the lower energy phases of our cycle. That's when our hormone levels are at their lowest. Um, that's also when our feminine energy takes over. So that being energy is really, really prominent. And we need to listen to that and we need to slow down and kind of like sink into that and realize that going inward is going to benefit us way more than trying to go outward like we do in the follicular and ovulatory phase. That's why I think cycle syncing is just this most beautiful gift because it allows us to rest during certain phases, but it also allows us to be like uber productive in other phases. And when you can balance all of that, it's like this beautiful dance where we don't get to the point where we feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and run down. Because when you take advantage of each of the four phases and the different energies that come with the four phases, then you just really realize that you can get so much more done in less time. You can feel good all month long. You'll feel different all month long, but you'll feel good all month long. And you can really manage those highs and lows and the ebbs and flows of your you know, hormones and your energy levels and your moods, all of that good stuff. So the luteal phase, usually what I find happens is the first part of the luteal phase, because the luteal phase is long. It's like 10 to 14 days. Remember, it leads right up to when your bleed starts. So it, it's the longest phase we have in our cycle. But what I find is the first part of the luteal phase, so say the first week, maybe first five days or so, I still feel like I'm in that higher energy, like still coming off of the ovulatory phase, still feeling really good. But then all of a sudden, it's like there's like a switch that's flipped and I can feel myself and I it's like such an awareness of like ah I am in the thick of my luteal phase now because it's almost like this like calm energy just sort of like takes over me and I feel like my thoughts just are slower and calmer and just a lot more um gosh what's the word they're just like they're more like normalized I feel but also the luteal phase can bring on a lot of triggers for a lot of people I think because I've been cycle syncing for a long time and has have really gotten used to the shifts I enjoy the luteal phase so much but for somebody new who's just becoming aware of where she's at in her cycle you might find that the luteal phase comes and like you absolutely hate it and you hate how you feel if you're suffering from PMS um, that's a really good indication that you're not living in alignment with your cycle because as I've mentioned before PMS is not normal and it sh we should not be experiencing PMS it's become normalized but it's not normal it's a sign that you're not living in alignment with your cycle you have a hormonal imbalance whether that's really big or really small but luckily just by tweaking even the foods you are consuming and even just the types of workouts you're doing throughout the month you can really change your experience in the luteal phase and that's what I found I no longer experience PMS or spotting or cramping any of those things and it happened like probably within the first couple two to three months of me practicing cycle syncing it was 
unbelievable. So I know that it can definitely make such a huge difference, these very small shifts. You don't need to go on birth control to regulate your cycle because newsflash, that's not actually regulating your cycle at all, but that's a whole other podcast. So like I said, luteal phase, you kind of have this like more calm, grounding energy, but something I want to talk about, this has nothing to do with planning out your week, although I suppose just having that awareness might be very helpful, but oftentimes in the luteal phase, a lot of unwanted or maybe negative feelings start to creep up. And we often will tell ourselves like, oh, I'm crazy. I'm hormonal. Ignore me. Like it might be three days before your period and you feel like you are like a raging lunatic and you just like feel very unhappy and you keep getting triggered by something specific. If this happens to you month after month in the luteal phase, like the same issues keep coming up. I want you to pay attention and really, really acknowledge that and listen to sort of those like red flags that are going off in your body because we dismiss that thinking like, oh, it's a, it's a week before my period or I'm getting my period in three days. That's why I feel this way. The reality is the week before our period, our hormone levels are so, so low and estrogen which is high in the follicular and ovulatory phase makes us feel good. That's why when we're like ovulating, we typically like feel so freaking amazing and like nothing can go wrong. You can just deal with like anything negative coming in your life. You're like, no big deal. I got this. But then in the luteal phase, we don't have that surge of estrogen, which makes us feel good. Instead, we're just like left with like really no feel good emotions. So when something happens to us, it's like, ugh, this sucks. And what if you keep having sort of the same feelings come up over and over and over again in the luteal phase, pay attention because those are real feelings. It's just, and they're always there. It's just in the follicular and ovulatory phase, estrogen kind of masks those feelings by making us feel good and like, oh, it's fine. Nothing. It's not that big of a deal. I can handle this. And then we get back to the luteal phase and we're like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. I can't stand this. So pay attention to those things. It doesn't mean that you should like sell your kids three days before your period or leave your spouse or quit your job. But pay attention because if something's not in alignment in your life, it's probably going to show up in the few days or the week leading up to your period. Okay, but let's dive in. How are we going to plan out our week? So I'm looking ahead at my week and well, I've got kind of a busy week. I've got a couple shifts booked in at work and I have a night shift as well. So not like super ideal, but I can, I can handle that. So what I do is I go through my planner and I put in all the things that I cannot change. Like I cannot change my shifts at work, cannot change that. I also have a couple appointments that I cannot change. So I put those in. And then of course, like I put my kids, you know, horseback riding or hockey or, you know, badminton practice with the school, whatever it is. I put all those things in my calendar that I have no control over, right? Like those things are happening whether I want them to or not. So those are in, I always like to highlight and color code things. That's just the way I work. I also block out my morning routine, which always changes a little bit depending on where I'm at in my cycle. But for the most part, the time is always from like about 5.30 to 7 is the time that I give myself in the morning to have alone time, 
to do my inner work, to just get my intention set for the day, to do some type of movement for like 30 minutes usually, and then I can face the day. The kids are usually all up by seven, and then we get started on our day and get them ready for school. So I always block that um, out as well. And then I try to like block in some like working hours for my business if I'm going to be home. Certain days I can block out like an hour or two to do some work. Um, So all that kind of stuff. But then there's things that we know that we can control, we can outsource. So for instance, I'm in like going towards the end of my luteal phase this week. I know I'm not going to have a whole lot of energy, so I'm going to try to keep as much white space on my calendar as possible because I know that I'm going to want to spend like, you know, a couple of my afternoons when I'm at home, just maybe like chilling on the couch and reading a book. So I might not make myself available for as many calls or, um, you know, I always do one-on-one kickoff calls with my new customers. So I might just kind of tweak my calendar link so that people can't book me in um, you know back to back especially in the afternoons because I know I'm just going to want to like chill a little bit before the kids get home from school and I'm really not going to want to do a whole lot in the evenings as well because I'm gonna, I know I'm going to want to get to bed a bit earlier because we do need a little bit more sleep in our luteal phase so I always I never try to sleep in because sleeping in just actually feels terrible for me but I will try to go to bed a little bit earlier so I plan that in as well And then, you know, really just, I want you to look at your calendar with like, almost as like an outsider looking in, are there things that you can change around on your schedule? You're telling yourself you have to do all of these things, but do you really have to? Do you really have to? If they need to get done, is there someone else that can do it? Can you outsource? Can you ask a favor? Can you delegate? does that thing actually have to get done this week and would that maybe be better off if you scheduled it for your ovulatory phase self in a couple weeks right like I'm not necessarily gonna schedule in like podcast interviews when I'm at the end of my luteal phase because I'm not gonna have the energy or like the charisma that I would if I was in the ovulatory phase so moving things around I'm certainly not gonna plan like my kids birthday party and take eight kids to the trampoline park three days before my period like nope not gonna happen so when you're aware of where you're at in your cycle you can be strategic with a lot of things not everything you can move around but a lot of things you can now let's just talk about the workouts so I love the workouts in the luteal phase because if you know me you know I hate cardio I hate anything high intensity I really love yoga pilates bar all of those kind of like workouts you can do in your bare feet on your yoga mat love that with a candle and you you see the vibe you see the vibe that I'm creating but in the luteal phase that's really what you want to be focusing on as far as movement so in the first part of the luteal phase it's still very much like you're still going to have lots of energy and you can can continue doing some more intense workouts but really focus on things that have resistance training because your body's going to be really primed to just build some nice lean muscles so ditch the cardio that you were doing in the ovulatory phase and focus on some resistance training and like boot camp style workouts and then as you head into the second part of the luteal phase this is when you sort of want to back off and you really just want to do things that are going to feel really good and help your 
flexibility and your mobility. So things like yoga and, um, you know, different like stretching type workouts. We have a lot of awesome flexibility classes on our body platform. Um, things like bar or if you want to go like out walking, um, just different things like that that feel really good. And then, of course, as you're leading up to your menstrual phase, you just really want to kind of take that down quite a bit. And then obviously go to the menstrual phase podcast episode where I um, tell you all about what you'll be doing there. Um, So really just enjoy those like low impact, slower workouts. And if you're somebody who has been doing more intense workouts and and has that belief that you need to like go hard or go home, um, you know, do the cardio, lift heavy, high impact all month long, this is probably going to feel really uncomfortable for you. But just know that this is what your body needs. And if you've been trying to lose the last five pounds or you're just not, maybe you're even gaining weight, even though you're working out really hard and eating healthy, this could be the reason why is because you're actually stressing your body instead of listening to your body. Our hormone levels are low. We're not meant to be like pounding the pavement and like going, you know, full tilt with our workouts, slow things down. Yoga is a very effective workout and you will really like tone up and develop lean muscles, lose weight. So just, you know, follow, follow this and I promise you, you will see incredible results. Let's talk about nutrition in the luteal phase. It's my absolute favorite too. So you need about 300 more calories in the luteal phase than you do in any other phase of your cycle. So that's important to know because if you're trying to eat the same way all month long, it's likely not working for you and you're probably getting frustrated and even self-sabotaging. That's I, I felt like that's what I was doing a lot was I was sabotaging myself in the kitchen. Once I started to align my nutrition with my cycle, things just felt a lot easier and I found that that self-sabotage wasn't happening as frequently if at all. So if you're trying to eat the same way that you were eating in follicular and ovulatory, it's going to backfire because what felt good and satisfying then is not going to feel as good and as satisfying because your body needs more calories. Now 300 calories isn't a lot so it's not like you need to go have an extra meal every day or eat you know sweets and a bag of chips that's not what I'm talking about but if you change up the food choices you're having in the luteal phase you'll naturally just get those extra calories that your body needs. So in the luteal phase you really want to focus on um, roasted veggies and especially roasted root veggies so things like sweet potato um, turnip carrots like all of those roasted root veggies have so much sweetness in them especially when you roast them but they also help your body to eliminate the excess estrogen that you might be carrying around from when you ovulated And this is important because what happens when we have excess estrogen in our body is that that leads to a lot of PMS symptoms, especially things like spotting. So if you can get rid of that excess estrogen so that it's not hanging around in your body, you will feel a whole lot better. Plus the sweetness from those types of um, carbohydrates, they will keep you satisfied because they're kind of giving you that sweet tooth, like that craving that we get um, right before our period. So that will help quite a bit. 
and also they are more calorie dense so you're getting those extra calories as well so that's just one like really easy tweak that you can make to your nutrition when you're in the luteal phase just remember roasted um, root veggies will like change your life so so good and also just the the cooking methods in the luteal phase are going to be a lot different than they are in follicular and ovulatory because in those other phases we are focusing more on things like salads and smoothies and stir fries and lighter foods in the luteal phase you're going to want to do some more like kind of comforting foods the roasted foods the warming foods and that will really help your body as it's preparing for your menstrual phase All right, you guys, I wanted to keep this short and sweet just so it was very easy to digest and have some takeaways. I hope that was helpful. Let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram at it's Megan Rempel. Also, just take a screenshot, tag me in your um, Instagram post, share this with as many women in your life that you feel like could need it. And I appreciate you all for listening. All right, we'll talk to you next week.